ask and you shall receive, and maybe even more than you bargained for. Listen in and learn how. Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 407, Live Well, Sell Over Ask. Today we're going to talk about things that you might want to add or highlight in your home while you're living there so you can enjoy them and set yourself up for a crazy bidding war and get more than you asked for for your home when and if the time comes to sell it. You know, that's so interesting. Uh, the house across the street from me, my builder built that house after we moved in. And they uh, weren't really sure they were ready to move. They put it on the market and they put it on basically they thought it was a very high number. Do you know they got three offers over asking? Mm. Well, your builder does a very nice job. I can attest to that. And... Uh, they the deal they worked out was not only did this guy pay more than they were asking for, but he let them stay in it for a month for free before he was able to move in. Wow. I'll buy it for more than you want <laughs> to sell it for, and you can still keep living there. That's a deal. So the point is, you can get more than asking in some markets if if you get the right buyer, if the house is right. Uh, so it does happen. That's what I want to say. Oh, yeah. Well, what we're going to talk about today is specific things that you can add to your home or features that you might want to consider, including in your home, whether it's uh, an older home or certainly if you have an opportunity to build from scratch, you can work all these things into your plan. But the thing we always say to you is, you know, don't, in a sense, dress up your house or do extra things right before you call the real estate agent to sell it. Do these things, think about these things, and then enjoy the features that you decide to add while you're living there. That's why we called it live well, sell over ask. Because maybe you're never going to sell your house, but you could be making choices that could set you up for a, you know, a really nice extra bundle of cash when and if the time comes for you to sell the home. I think what we're saying too is, Keep this in mind. It's not just about people who are ready to sell their house right now. It's really more for you to think about, should I do this update to my house? Is this going to add value to my house or is it not? Because if you're thinking, I'm going to move out of my house in five years, well, then you've got to think about what you're doing to the house. Are you going to get your money back? So we're not suggesting that you do any of these things just to sell for more because if you're getting ready to sell your house, Ripping out your kitchen and redoing it, depending Bad on if your idea. kitchen. Well, depends. I mean, if your kitchen is just tear down shape right now, then it might be a great idea. But if it's in pretty good shape, if it's pretty comparable to your neighbors, you're going to lose a lot of money. So we're not suggesting you should do all these things, but just kind of keep these things in mind. If you're thinking about doing one of these things, it might really help you down the road is really what we're trying to say. Exactly. So selling or not selling, these are features to consider, and we're going to talk about what buyers are looking for in 2020. And I will say the house across the street had a lot of the features that we're going to mention here, like an outdoor kitchen. Ding, ding, ding. Right. And a chef's kitchen. So those things are, uh, oh, well, I didn't mean to already start, but But that's okay. We must begin. There's, there's the first two right there. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can't go wrong with a, a really well-appointed kitchen if you're going to use it uh, and enjoy it while you're there. I totally agree with Anita. Um, 
yes, I, I said don't do it, but yes, if your kitchen is, you know, the doors are hanging off the cabinets mean. and the, you know, there's curling linoleum, clearly you're going to want to do something, you know, but go get yourself some IKEA cabinets and, you know, put down some, you know, fresh linoleum. Don't go and hit, you know, all the marks and put in all this expensive countertops and all of these things because people are going to they know they're paying for that and if it's not spot on their style or look then they're not going to want to pay the extra for that because they're going to want to do it themselves right right so if we were to sell you know the mountain house that we is a vacation rental if we were going to sell it this year which we're not going to I would definitely read completely redo the kitchen because I know we can make oh I know we'll make money on it because right now the kitchen is way below the look of the of comparable kitchens in that neighborhood but if yours is about the same then you're really not going to make money on it so yeah so I think I knew what you meant I know you knew and everybody (laughs) knows you all know so what are some other things that we that you know there are sort of like you know when you go and looking at houses right it sometimes it comes down to you know well that one has this that Mm -hmm. one has that maybe they're comparable maybe they're in the same neighborhood maybe in the same school district but another house might just have this extra thing so what are those these extra things that buyers seem to be looking for right now some of them when we were doing the research you know i agree with Uh, Mm -hmm. i have to say several of them i'm like that wouldn't make a hill of beans difference to me and mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't even want that. Mm-hmm. I certainly and I wouldn't pay extra for it. So, you know, we'll we'll let you know what our opinions are. You know, we never hold back. <laughs> no, that's right. And I actually have a cautionary tale on the house next to the one across the street that did so well. Oh. I think they may have heard about that house and gotten okay. a little giddy. Oh, right. So the of house, course. Right. Do. So the house next door they uh, it was it's a hundred year old house and they completely updated it last year so it looks fantastic on the inside I mean they did a great job with the redo it's not a big house because it's a you know like a 1910 1915 bungalow Mm -hmm. uh, which was uh, never that big to begin with but here's the thing because it was from 1915 there was no garage so they fixed it all up and slapped a big price on it, actually the same price as the house next door that was brand new, that was a lot bigger, and that had a two-car garage. This car had no garage. The house had no garage. They overreached. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it just sat there on the market. We all kind of scratched our heads at the price because there was no garage. Well, sure enough, it came off the market, and they just built a garage, and they put it back on the market, and they've actually listed it. Uh, for a good bit less than the original mm-hmm. list. So I think it's going to go fast now. But anyway. Yeah, so. the, you know, you're probably absolutely right. They got excited about what happened next door, and they figured, oh, we can do the same. But then once your house gets on there and it's too high and the buyers are not interested in what's going on, and then it gets stale, that's, you know, that's just real estate hell to be in. Right, and I th- and then you don't want it on the market when it says, this house has been on the market 450 days. Right. So they took it off did the work and I don't know maybe it has to be off for so long before you list it again and then they listed it and now it's a fresh new listing great well let's get into the features today so let's mm-hmm. see we did some research on real estate uh websites mm-hmm. and uh, I even talked to a friend of mine who's an expert in the field Good. she's been a residential and commercial real estate agent for a long time um so Anita's already mentioned a chef's kitchen can't go wrong with there can I just talk a little bit about what that means first yeah sure 
So a chef's kitchen, we're really talking about a kitchen that has, uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be considered professional, but we're looking for a professional stove. So that's probably a six burner stove, a 48 inch stove. It's probably going to be gas. We're looking for a large prep area, maybe a large island. We're looking for at least two sinks. You want a prep sink in there uh, and then possibly a large refrigerator. Uh, These are the sort of things that are considered a professional kitchen. But while I'm in the kitchen, I just wanted to mention this before we move on. If you, you can also increase the value of your house with just one of these items, like just the prep sink or just having a farmhouse sink or just having the professional stove. Any of those things are going to help you sell your house. And I think that kitchen, I mean, you, you chime in here, Kelly, but I think having a fabulous kitchen is probably one of the most important elements to selling your house for top dollar i think right now it is because the kitchen is you know absolutely the hub of the home and people are very concerned about and people are very into cooking and entertaining at home now more so than they were several years ago and so i think you absolutely can't go wrong well and your instagram i mean what kind of an instagram account are you going to have if you're going to stand in front of a you know a coil stove you have to have (laughs) a big Oh. You have a very retro. Or you're going to be nobody on Instagram. I just don't know how else. To well, say which it. is very true. And gosh, wouldn't that be awful? Um, here's one that I, you know, we read about, and I just don't really agree with. So the steam oh. shower. I saw that too, and I don't know anybody that's got a steam shower. I do. I know people that have steam showers, but yeah. you know, that's the thing where if you enjoy it it in but I wouldn't expect that you know people are going to be flocking to your door because you have a steam shower you know if you had a professional range stove and it, you know some great appliances yeah that's going to do it and that's going to have keywords in the real estate listing but I don't know that steam shower would make me you know jump out of the car at the open house and well, throw I, down a bu- bucket of cash I agree that's a small market that's a niche thing I would think and again I live in Houston if I want steam, I'll walk outside in the summer. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. go in the shower. I don't think I want steam. I don't, I don't really like that. I try to avoid it personally. Yeah. So whatever. Okay. An outdoor kitchen, since we're in the kitchens. Now, you know, obviously certain parts of the country, this is more important. But I think also this is one of those things where, you know, your, uh, your, your buyers, your potential buyers might be sort of, in, sort of dreamy about it. Oh, we're going to entertain so much. We're going to have people mm. over. I'm going to mm. go and get all this great, you know, melamine plates. And it's going to be so fun. And we're barbecues and stuff. And maybe they do or maybe they'd never, never do that. And uh, But, you know, it's something nice to have. A lot of people like to grill outside. So it doesn't have to be a complete replica of an indoor kitchen with a sink and all that. You could just simply have like a built-in barbecue with some sort of countertop. Maybe you've got uh, some electricity. You can put a fridge out there. Or, you know, maybe when you're doing the open house, and we can talk about staging a little bit today too, but that's like a whole other topic. Maybe you just put a really uh, darling galvanized bucket on that counter and pour some ice in it and, and put some waters in it that the, the people can have while they're walking around. You know, it gives the sense of an outdoor kitchen. So it is something that I think could be attractive to some people, but I would, certainly wouldn't put something in like that just to attract buyers. Isn't that the truth? And I think that's one of those things that sounds so romantic, but in the reality, most people don't really use it that much. Right. So I think if you were thinking that way, 
maybe just put your grill out there. You know, you don't have to set up the whole kitchen. But even I've seen some nice setups where it's a very professional looking ice stand, a stand with ice where you put your drinks in it. And right. it's kind of one, one of those, those yeah, that just nice coolers and things like right. that, like you said, and then some seating. I think that would go a long way. Just it's set up so that you could entertain out there. So interestingly, like the steam kitchen, I saw pizza oven, which sounds so exciting, but that's kind of a lot of space for something if you are not a pizza lover. Yeah, I was shocked to see that. Right. (laughs) How many people? Because I don't even know what it takes. Do you have to put you know, charcoals in there, you know, what, how does this thing work? So I don't know. I think it's wood. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who has one and she has it in her outdoor kitchen and she makes, she's a complete foodie and makes the most delicious pizzas, but I would only want to go to Mary's house and have her make me the pizza. Cause she also has like flour all over her when she's doing it. And then she really gets into it. I don't see having that inside my house. Plus you would just bake in Houston. Oh my God. No, 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 no. We can't, we can't do that. In fact, speaking of baking, heated floors not going to go over well here in Houston well not in Houston yeah if you're in Canada it's probably great right but a friend of mine and she had married an architect and I they were redoing this house in Massachusetts and I remember I mean I still remember this this is 30 years ago 20 years ago maybe she um told me they were having heated floors I just thought that was the most fabulous thing like that just seemed very luxurious to me so I don't know I could be on the fence about that but again that's certainly not something you're going to think about putting in last minute you know if you live somewhere where it's cold and you have tiled floors or you know if you do it in your kitchen or your bathroom um I mean it could be great but you know that's something you want to think about that you know it's going to work for you and your family not for resale. So again, it was one of those things on the list that I was like, "Mm, really? Nice. But I don't know, that's going to be like lining the people up outside. Here's a thing that I think does, especially now, and we've discussed this uh, at a couple of different episodes, but the fact that so many people work at home now and you need to have a dedicated workspace. Well, yeah, I think in our trends issue, which we can link to here, we talked about that in particular. So a separate garage studio, like Anita's studio apartment or my barn or even a shed that can be used as a workspace. I think that can really attract people. And that's something of value. I mean, they can see that if I got this, then I don't have to rent a space on Main Street for my whatever office, or I don't have to get a space at a WeWork or something like that. Or Hey, I don't have to be sitting at the dining room table with, you know, the toddlers, you know, playing around me and the dogs barking. I can go out here and get my work done. As far as I'm concerned, I would pay more. If there was a bidding war, I would throw more down on a house that had a separate space. Well, I so agree. And we've got our apartment above the garage. And this was something that I was looking for when we were looking to build and we were looking at houses because you know, we've got the daughter with a disability. I didn't know if we would ever have need live-in help. Uh, I didn't know if the other daughter was ever going to move out. She's still here. And uh, <laughs> she's 24. <laughs> and although she told me... Evie, honey, just don't listen to this part. Your no, 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 don't listen. No, no, no. We love having you. No, no, no. We love... She's she's great having it home. But at one point I said, you know, when she was in high school, I said, oh, we've got the garage apartment. So, you know, if you wanted to move out, that's an option that's not, you know, you can kind of, it's kind of like you've got your own place, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, but why would I move over there? 
why would I move all the way up over there? I mean, it's it's across, you know, it's it's five steps from the back of the house. <laughs> so anyway, but I felt like, and then plus, you know, my mom is older. I thought she might end up with us at some point. And so it was very important to me for that reason. But also in our neighborhood, garage apartments are very common. And a lot of people rent them out for Airbnb. Remember, I was considering that. Or you can rent them out long term. There's so much flexibility. You can use it as an office space. I use this as a warehouse space when we had our online store. So, yeah, I think definitely people would pay more. And it's a massive value, especially if you have guests. They have their own space. And they're not, you know, it's it's just not as imposing on the family. People Guests can come and get up whenever they want. It's not going to bother, you know, the people in the main house. I think it's really one of the best investments. Yeah, I agree. So that would be something that I would put high on the list along with the um, professional style, let's say, kitchen, well-appointed kitchen. Um, So I think so far, the ones that we've talked about, I think those would be the two most important to me, uh, something that I would definitely consider you know, throwing a little bit more money at a house if it had those things. Uh, Here's something that I think has also been on people's minds for many years when they are looking at houses, wood flooring. So if you've got, particularly if you've got it running through all the rooms or, you know, all the rooms except for maybe the bathrooms or perhaps the kitchen, I think that really does increase the value at your home. You always see that. If that is a feature in the home, you'll always see that listed in the real estate description. So I think you can't go wrong with that. So if you're thinking about adding or changing the flooring in the home that you're in, uh, whether or not you're staying there for five years, 10 years, the rest of your life, you just never know. That is a really good investment because I think you will always get your money back with that. So I so agree. But now if you're in a situation where you're wanting to replace the carpet, you're tired of the carpet, and also you're considering the value of your house when you sell it, Wood flooring is probably going to be one of your more expensive options. So you, you can look at some other option like the the laminate flooring. Uh, so there are some other options that would be less expensive but still would do so much better than carpet when you're selling your house. And I think you would enjoy it more. Yeah. And if you think, you know, especially if you have an older house, I was helping a couple once you know, like a moderate amount of staging, but basically just going through the rooms of their house and saying, you know, how could you tweak this? How could you tweak that? And there was this cranberry carpeting in like three of the rooms upstairs. And so this was pre going on the market. And I said, can we pull that? Because it's an older home. Can we pull that back and see? Oh my goodness. We pulled it back and under the rug and the padding and all of that was really absolutely beautiful wood flooring that they did not even have to refinish you know it was like you just mopped it and it looks great so we pulled it off in those three rooms i mean i'm i am convinced and she said of course that it did uh i don't know if she was just being nice but i think it really did make a big difference when they were selling the house because the floor was so pretty and just people get the sense of like ew you mean if you like carpeting you really don't want somebody else's carpeting no, isn't that the truth? Oh, so agree. And it just traps bacteria and all kinds of stuff that you don't even know what's in there. Don't Let's get move her on. started, everybody. Do not get me started on that. Uh, but and then here's something else you'll need for Instagram: freestanding tub. <laughs> are you st- are you starting another Instagram account? No, 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 no. Because I'm, I'm just joking. But well, I'm just laughing about it because I I love a nice tub bath, and I we actually use our freestanding tub. But I don't know that everybody does. I think a lot of people buy it just because it looks good. And when I first 
wanted one, it was really for the look. So, I mean, I'm making fun of myself more than anything. But uh, anyway, over time, I've decided, oh, this is nice. Hey, look at look at what I have, a freestanding tub. Maybe I'll use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, yes, buying my house and there was <laughs> the, the bathroom had been pulled apart 35 years ago. And yeah, he just never really got around to fixing it. So there was a, it was completely freestanding tub. It was not attached to any pipes or anything. It was just in the middle of the room <laughs> with a bunch of junk inside of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know. I'm a different kind of home buyer, as we've discussed, and there's probably other people like me out there that are listening. But as, so, you know, I like things sort of like, how can I transform it? So I'm not really the perfect candidate for, you know, necessarily the things that would trigger me to want to buy a house. But definitely the fact that there was a vintage clawfoot tub. I mean, I remember talking about that a lot and being excited about it. So if you've got something like that or you can add it to a bathroom, I, and certainly if you're going to use it like Anita has started to do, go for it. And that's not something that, especially if it's freestanding, that's not as if you're ripping up all your carpeting and putting down hardwood floors. You know, you're buying a tub and putting it in. Well, but a lot of people have a garden tub. Garden tub. That's a tough thing to get out. So you've got to rip that up. I don't even want to think about that. You have that. to knock the house down, take the, a wall out and take the Ugh. garden tub out. Don't tell me that because we're thinking about doing that in, at the mountain house. Oh, we yeah. did that at our last house. But I mean, that was a long time ago. I don't really remember. I just think I closed my eyes and they somehow got it out. Yeah, I don't think I want to be. Saws. Going. Saws are involved. <laughs> I know. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. What about this? A coffered ceiling. I think those are beautiful. I don't have one, but they really are a, a beautiful thing. Why don't you explain what that is if people don't know? Well, somebody referred to... I think they spelled it wrong in the article that I read, too. I meant to tell you. <laughs> oh, well... Not that I'm they... an expert speller, but... Oh, well, like... maybe they don't know what they're talking about then. But that mm-hmm. it's like a waffle ceiling. How's that for description? I guess, yeah, I guess. I mean, yes. Okay. It, it, has, it has woodwork in it. Right. And sometimes it's stained, sometimes it's painted. Right. But they're like beams, but they're going both ways. So there's kind of squares, like right. a waffle, really. Right. But it, it doesn't have to be like all like a waffle. You know, mm-hmm. it can have a different design. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have yeah. to be all little squares. So it's what you've talked about a lot, the the extensive wood molding. It's right. wood molding and doing something to your ceiling. So right. it's doing both of those. Right. So I think that's uh, something. And you know, like we've talked about the moldings, but again, that's a lot of effort to add moldings to your house. So I wouldn't be doing it unless it's something that you are going to really enjoy as well. Yeah. I, and I think any sort of interesting ceiling treatment, you know, it's a, it's something that differentiates your house from the one next door, especially if you're living in a place where the houses are very similar, you know, that's a way to really distinguish the look and it def- definitely has a more elegant de- you know obviously done right a really elegant look so I, th- I mean I guess that could make a difference here's one who that I really don't think should make a difference again it might be one of those people the things that people are like oh wow that's great that's gonna save us so much money solar panels uh I wish those that, could be a nightmare that that could be good could be bad yes and I wish that I could say um, with complete conviction that if you had solar panels, you'd be saving oodles of money. We looked into it extensively for this house. And 
if you stay in your home a very long time, particularly if you're the person putting them in. So, you know, maybe for the buyer and it's, they're already there and every, the, it's all been converted and it's all set up properly. But for the person that's putting them in, like if you were thinking about putting this in because you live in Marin County and everybody's really concerned about energy and, or in any other place in the country that people are really, buyers would really be in tune with that sort of thing. I, I don't think it's worth the effort, you know, to get, get them some references and, sh- you know, tell them to have a couple of the companies come over and give them an estimate and let them deal with it. I wouldn't put that in to, as a feature only to sell my house. You really have to be there a long time to reap the benefits of solar panel installation. Yeah. And as much as I would hope that, that those would be cost saving and economical and everything, it feels to me like it's something that's just set up to break down. Well, I don't really, we did look into it a lot and there are, I mean, some of the stuff is pretty indestructible. Again, we live in a place where there's not a heck of a lot of weather, but this Mm. is really kind of funny that the woman who lives behind us, she would look at the back of the barn and she came over and made a big stink about it because she saw like the solar, I forget the name of the companies, the the vans in front of our house. Uh And she came marching down the driveway one day and we were in the midst of construction and the dust was flying. And you thought, oh, she's, she's welcoming me. No, no. When you saw the look on her face, you knew she was not (laughs) bringing me, uh, you know, a a plate of cookies or a plant. No. And so she was not very nice. I mean, she turned out to be okay, but she had her guns blazing, but here's the, very ironic part of this story she has solar panels stop it i can't see hers (laughs) unless i look out the attic window up here uh but she didn't want me to have solar panels so i didn't need somebody making a stink about what i was doing at that time so we kind of just put that shelved it that's a little little mind-boggling yeah 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 so that to be uh, you know taken into consideration too you know it does impact your neighbors what they're looking at some of them are not that attractive especially the ones that are raised off the roof and you might need city permits and all that business so anyway okay probably more than you needed to know about solar panels but how about from one heat source to another outdoor fireplaces what do you think about that oh i think that's a great idea I, i i would love to have one again it might be a little hot here, but um, they look great. <laughs> I, I love ours. And let me tell you, you know, again, I'm going to say, Kavit, everything that we're talking about today, if you are going to enjoy it for a period of time, don't put in the fireplace and then put the for sale sign on the front lawn. So if you're going to enjoy it, even if you think you're going to be in your house for another couple of years, even you don't know if you're going to sell or not. I think that's something you could invest in. Um, that company that I used Woodland direct, and I could put the link in the show notes. They're, they're great. And you know, you could find someone local that will build you one, but I got estimates for doing that. And I, chose their contractor's model, which was probably the, mo- the most inexpensive one they have. And I just liked it plain and painted it white. And my handyman just hooked up the gas. So it really oh, wasn't wow. for the the impact that it has in my yard, because we don't have a pool. Um, it, it's a focal point. Oh, so right. it kind of makes, you know, it kind of gives you a purpose or, you know, it kind of grounds the patio a little bit. So I think it was well worth the price that we paid for it. Oh, 
Well, that's nice. Yeah, I, I would love to have one. And I just even like to put it on, if I, especially like on a Sunday, if I'm cooking in the kitchen or, you know, whatever, I'm in there for an extended period of time on the weekend, and I can see it. So I'll just put it on, even if I'm not sitting in front of it. If you have one and you can see it from inside, like Anita, you could probably, from your breakfast room, if you put one outside, you could just, you don't have to be standing next to it when it's hot. <laughs> Just, so I can sit in the air conditioning. You can sit in the air conditioning. I just want to get this clear. Look out the window to my backyard and see the fire. Well, at night it's fireplace. so pretty. It well, really I, pretty. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're getting ready to. Uh, I want to do something in the backyard. So anyway, I don't know what we're doing, but it's just the grass is a mess, and I refuse to pay for. I am not doing those chemical treatments on the lawn anymore yeah. because I, they are terrible to the environment. We no longer fertilize the yard because it's yes. just so bad. If it's a chemical fertilizer, it's so bad for the environment. So no. we've just stopped doing it. So our grass doesn't look so good right now. So anyway, we've got to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. Okay. So here's something. We could, let's that, have a podcast episode about that then. Oh, yes. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And I can get everyone's ideas. And mm-hmm. what we're gonna do. Okay. So the it's other all about thing, you, was, isn't it? Oh, this whole thing. If only it could be. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, what about a pet shower? Now, in theory, this is one of these things. I think it sounds fantastic because, you know, we we used to have a, a West Highland Terrier who got into everything and who was constantly needing to be hosed off. But it's another one of those things that it's going to take up space in the house. And then what if you're selling it? Then when you're selling your house, it's going to be a negative, I think, for someone who does not have a dog. Yeah. If you don't have a dog, what is it like? Toddler shower. <laughs> It's, and you have to have a toddler. Oh, God. And I have a collie who's big. Right. But she really doesn't get dirty. There's something about oh, her hair. she's such a just, lady. Oh, yeah. Well, she's not. Yeah, she would not be going. Well, I have the three little ones. And once in a while, uh, you know, I'm, every sort of in between a groom, I'll Oh, wash you can them. pop them in the sink. You can pop them in the sink. I, sometimes I just put a tub outside if it's warm enough, and I'll do that. But, you know, most of the time they need a haircut anyway. So, you know, I take them in the, I'm not going to cut their hair. Some people do that, but my guys, I can't really do that. So I don't know. I totally agree with you. Unless you're selling to a real dog lover, that's so niche. Like maybe somebody would pay more for that if they were like, oh yes, you know, I breed dogs. This is fantastic. But eh, for everybody to have that space. Now here's one everyone can use, a wine fridge. (laughs) Well, you know, and we have one that's not built in. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's so many inexpensive options for that now. You can do something that's not built in. But again, if someone's buying your house and they're not a wine drinker, they may go, eh. They're so what? Well, they what? do exist. There probably. are people out there. <laughs> Some people, I guess, just use it for their Cokes or something. I don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I've got to think about that. You kind of threw me now. I, I have know. To think I'm about sorry. what I'm going to say next. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Ah. Uh, I don't want to say it really. Maybe I should let you say it. But um, Carrera Marble, that was on the list of things in several of these real estate articles that I read. Um, you know, you say you got Carrera Marble. People say, oh, wait, 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 it etches. Some people claim it stains. Um, but apparently <laughs> it rings a bell and gets people excited to come look at your house. So, well, I'm going to add to that. Mm hmm. The, I, I do agree. I think that is going to help your house value. Unless there's some big fat stain in the middle of it, then it might be hurting you. If for if you believe in those sorts of you believe Impossible. in stains on 
Carrera marble, whatever. But I'm going to add to this. It doesn't have to be Carrera marble to increase the value of your house. If you have something that kind of is in the marble look family, I think that also is going to help you. So I'm thinking, um, you know, just other things that kind of look like marble, you know, quartz, quartzite. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I think any kind of light colored, neutral countertop Mm -hmm. is going to help. Right. Done nicely. I think there's some bad looking uh, man-made countertops, but there's are some very nice ones. And now there is an option to get a countertop that looks like marble that's actually porcelain that looks pretty good. So that's an option too. So I'm thinking even that. Yeah. If it looks similar to marble, I think it's going to help you. What do you think about this media room business? Like some of these articles were written a few years ago and you think, and then we have one that was, that we're going to talk about that specific to 2020 in a minute, but uh, the media room popped up on a few different, um, you know, fairly recent uh, articles in the real estate community. you know, there's a lot of people I not I that I necessarily know personally, but you know, there's a lot of people in the industry here in LA, and see, a media room seems like a thing that you see a lot. I think I think they're awful. First of all, you know how we feel about natural light. Like even if I'm watching a movie, do yeah. I really want to be in a movie theater in like you know like a, a tricked out Archie Bunker chair? Like no. <laughs> With a cup holder? <laughs> okay. No. Now, let me just say this. I have said, no, I am not, you know, that kind of person. I don't like those. But we were furniture <laughs> There are shopping. two kind of people in the world. I know. No, I, I still don't like I, I still don't want them in my house. But I was at the store, uh, the furniture store the other day, and I sat in one of those because my feet were tired. And I thought, <laughs> just, just this here is a the minute. most comfortable chair I've ever been in. just taking a moment. Now I'm thinking... I can, I'm like, okay, I can, I get it now. I get it. It is comfortable, yeah. but it does have a essence of saying I've given up on life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like wearing stretch pants. Like my dirty sweatpants that sometimes yeah. when I don't feel good, I want to put on. Yeah. 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 So yes. anyway, I, I get that. So I, I mean, I'm with you. I think devoting a whole room to that, unless you watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Unless you're in the industry and you need to preview all these movies you know so you can vote for the oscars i don't know that you need that but hey you know maybe some people maybe that's how they entertain you know they have a few people over and they watch a movie but i don't know i mean you know everybody can watch a movie on a pad now but here's the so so if it's just a situation where you have the furniture in there right i think that's fine because then someone could just take the furniture out and do something else with it but i've seen some that have these big screens and a stage oh yeah and no i'm talking and, about a full blown like a big screen oh, like no. and it's um and then soundproof. it's here like you're at the theater oh no yeah no. possibly a popcorn machine and vendor in the corner they you know, all that kind of stuff <laughs> So Anita touched on this earlier, the garage. I, you know, these are features now that, you know, people are really looking for now. Like this is supposedly what the features are for 2020 that people will be seeking out um, when they're looking for homes. Garages, important. You know, again, maybe it's something where they're not necessarily going to put their car in there because like nobody around me puts their car in the garage. Everybody's converted their garage into something else. Uh, Even if it's just the ping pong table is open in there and Mm -hmm. the kids play in there, it's Mm -hmm. usually not housing the car. Uh, Large kitchen. We talk, you know, even if it's not. So why do you think there, is that because they just want the space to use it as a 
living space? I think so. Because I think a big thing that's going on, and, and this is what my friend said, who's really such a, if anybody lives nearby and needs to have a real estate agent, you need to speak to my friend mm-hmm. Lynette. But Lynette said, most of the people, especially people that are, um, you know, maybe it's their first house, right? So there's this whole thing, first or maybe second house, she's saying. Because I think over the course of time, right, people thought, oh, it's a starter house. And then you, the expectation was you're going to move to another house. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to maybe even move to the forever house or the mm-hmm. really big house and, you know, the, the golden retriever and five kids or whatever you're thinking in your head when you're buying this house, right? And then people, you know, they, uh, maybe they're then they're doing the downsize thing. But she seems to think, because she's very up on trends and things like that that are going on for her business, is that people now that are starting out, they don't think of it as a starter house. They kind of think about it, that's the house they're going to be in. For the duration, you know, now this is beyond the condo. This is beyond the first, this is like, maybe you've decided to, uh, you know, get married or live with somebody and you're in a relationship where maybe you're going to have a family or adopt, or you're going to have pets or whatever you're going to do. But you know, you're thinking this is like a bit more of a a permanent step. They're not necessarily thinking like, Oh, this is a five-year plan and then we'll move. So they're looking for space to grow in the homes that they're choosing. Well, I think that's smart. Yeah. Right? Because the, the underlying concept she's saying now is that people are not thinking that to move. Because, you know, also, here's the thing. I think for a long time, there was, you know, the, kind of the American dream on steroids, the big house. Mm-hmm. You know, let me look at all the big mansions, right? Oh, and like yeah. people were all over that for a period of time. But this, the pendulum again has swung all back. And, you know, what was that several years ago in the cover of... House beautiful, small is the new big, right? And now it's just continues. It's yeah, it's swung again. So then it was go to the McMansion, then it was go to tiny house, and now it's somewhere in between that's just right. Right. So maybe mm-hmm. their garage, you know, gives you an opportunity to put a garage apartment in, or gives you an right. opportunity to make it into an office, or you know, or it's used as it's intended. Well, I will say this: if you're building a new house. If you're building a new house, what we did was when we first built it was we just went ahead and put in an unfinished garage apartment above because it's so, that's so expensive to rip the roof off and add on a second story. So if you're building, just go ahead and do that. And if you don't, because it's not that much more just to do an unfinished room and then you could use it for storage if you don't end up, you know, put a floor in it and you can always use it for storage if nothing else. But then it's there. If you decide later on, if you have money later on, then you can finish it out. So within a year after we moved in, we were like, yeah, let's finish it out. But anyway, you could decide later. Right. A dedicated laundry room is another thing people are looking for uh, when they're you know going to be looking anyway in 2020. Um, that's a really nice thing to have. So maybe if you can even squeak one out someplace. People are also looking for homes with basements. Again, this room to grow idea, I think it's, you know, this is what we're seeing. Well, the house either has a basement or doesn't based on, like here, houses don't come with basements. They don't have them there in California, do they? We have a very small basement. Some people do have what they call a California basement, which is basically a small basement. Um, You can't have basements here. Oh, because of the water? Yeah, the water tables. Yeah, because it would be an indoor swimming pool at some point. So, Oh, well, that's, that's not, not on the list. So <laughs> no. you don't need that. No, but the, no, but I think that your point is, is, is well taken, though. If you have a basement, 
if you finish it out, right, that is going to really increase. Right. Hey, that's where the kids can play. Oh, this is great for sleepovers or, you know, when my mom and dad come to visit, whatever. Again, the room to grow idea. Um, Open floor plans, very popular still in 2020. And um, walk-in master closet. Well, that feels luxurious. I'm going to throw out just a few quickie things yeah. here too to, to wind this down. And these are things that are not expensive. These are just quickie things you can do that aren't going to be a big expense. Power wash your house, repaint the front door, and swap out dated light fixtures. So Good those are some idea. easy fixes. You want to talk about the hot topic? Uh, yes. So this is a topic we found on eldecor.com, and it is about some apps that you can use to help you decorate. So I thought this was very interesting. Uh, Of course, they mentioned Pinterest, which we all, I mean, if you don't have that on your phone, you should get that one. That one is, (laughs) I'm sure you are. If you're listening to this, you know about Pinterest. And then there is also the house app. So that's another one that you can have on your phone and use. That'll help you finding products and saving photos. So those are some. But did you see that Ikea is going to have an app? I know, Ikea Place, and it's a free app. Yeah, so this one's coming. That's going to be very exciting where you can try out their products. You can upload a photo of your room and then try out these 3D model of the furniture pieces in your room. So I'm very excited about that. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, you know, I have to say, (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of any of these. Not that I've tried them all, but I have Ooh. tried some and I've tried various apps. I don't know. Just even, and I have the big phone. I don't know. It just, I don't use Pinterest on my phone, really. Um, I like to see it on my computer. Um, you know, I don't really use my phone for apps that much. Just really like Uber and, you know, Postmates and things like what? that. Like, I don't, I don't really diddle around on apps on my phone. I don't. Who are you? I I don't really. I don't really enjoy it that much. Well, I mean, I'm using the weather app and Yelp and my banking. No, no, I don't do any of that. No? No, I really don't. And the, oh, okay. I have a couple of apps. I don't, you know, I just, mm. but these are interesting. Um, Some of them I thought could be pretty cool. Um, The one that I thought was probably the most interesting is not, the I think when you're trying to find colors, there was one about uh, I think it was color nine one one, like giving you palettes. First of all, yeah. you had to pay for it. I think most apps you shouldn't have to pay for. I mean, most of them are free, and you're probably going to get some advertising in there anyway. Um, but I think trying to pick a palette on your phone, I mean, it's even worse than trying to pick it on your computer because mm-hmm. all the phones are going to be different. And you're talking about really specific tones and undertones and all of that. Small space to look at. Yeah. I don't think that that's going to work. One that I did like is the, um, or like the concept of, is the color capture by Ben Moore. Mm-hmm which is kind of like Shazam. If anybody knows what Shazam is like my girls do. And now I, I do do this. Uh, if you hear a song somewhere that you like, you could just Shazam it and it'll tell you the name of the song and who's singing it. And so Benjamin Moore's color capture is similar to that. If you see a color in life that you love, say some periwinkle pillow or something like that, or it doesn't even have to be a pillow. It could be a flower, just a color that really speaks to you. And you're like, oh my gosh, I would love this to be my pop color. You can hold it up to it. It'll color capture it and it'll give you uh, a Benjamin Moore pink color that's very similar or, you know, hopefully spot on with the color that you captured. Now there is the Color Snap uh, app from Sherwin-Williams, but I'm just looking at it. It did not get 
great reviews. No, because I, it's fairly hard to do the yeah. color right. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's the technology is not really there yet. Yeah. So look at the but Sherwin Williams Pro. That one has more reviews. Now I haven't. I'm just. I was just looking while you were talking. So right. I don't know. That one might be one to check out because that right. one actually has uh, very good reviews. So that one might mm-hmm. be one worth checking into. I mean, I think the IKEA one could be interesting because you're looking at a specific item, like say that, you know, chunky wicker chair that we really like, then you can sort of see it and put it in your room. But, you know, you're taking a picture of your room, then you have to move stuff out of the way, right? And you take the picture of the room and then somehow you drop in this thing. I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know, more more fluff than substance. I don't know Mm -hmm. that it's really going to help you that much. And you're going to take a long time to do it. I know that's what people were saying. I think one of one of them too, and it might have even been a different one from Benjamin Moore, where you basically like coloring in your wall a color. And people were saying it's so tedious. Well, I have done that many, many times on their their website, not on an Oh, app. maybe that's where that was on the website. It is so tedious. Yeah. I have done that because it is nice to test out a color but I think uh, you might do better just to print out a picture of your house and then just use some colored pencils or something might be actually easier. Oh, yeah, or just, to just order a sampleize and stick it on your wall. Yeah, but that's not going to give you the whole view of how the whole house is going to look. But that is very tedious because you have to select the areas. And then, you know, there's a tree in front of your house. So then you're kind of going around limbs and yeah. things. And, and then there's porch railing. And then you've got to select each little space between right. each right. spindle. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're kind of, I don't think the technology is there for those to be really helpful right now. And I am a person who loves apps. My phone is full of apps. But these apps uh, on that I saw listed here, I don't think I would actually use. Because that's the thing. They have to be valuable apps like my weather app i want to know what the weather is i yelp i use that but i don't see these being that helpful yeah so anyway yeah but interesting to know that they're out there and maybe they will improve over time i think the next generation might be worthwhile i mean i keep my eyes open right because i don't want to miss it when they have a good well they're obviously trying really hard i mean these color things came out a few years ago and they keep trying and keep trying and trying so maybe it'll get better and obviously you know depending it all depends on the kind of phone you have too so the phone technology like you were saying the iphones are going to have this 3d imaging soon anyway so you're not going to need all those apps that do that you'll be able to Mm -hmm. do it yourself so I have, I'm excited about my crush. So you tell me, tell me yours and I'll tell you mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're excited. I'm, why don't you just go ahead and go? Okay. Well, it's, I love, I love reading and I don't have that much time to read, although I've been making more time for that. And I've read a couple of good books already this year, but, uh, and I love listening to podcasts, but I do walk a lot now and you know especially with the dogs and I'm trying to to get out every day and go for a pretty substantial walk or run um and so sometimes you just want to be told a story and so I found the New Yorker fiction uh podcast and it's not you know topic driven it's someone just reading you a story so I mean somehow probably people do audible and things like that I don't really listen to a whole book on you know on my phone or something like that but I found this to be so enjoyable and I just recently listened to a a John Updike story called The Other Side of the Street that I was just so enchanted by 
uh, kept me walking even longer than I wanted to. And it was read by a, a very famous uh, writer as well. And um, there's a little discussion in the beginning about the story. And then it just he just goes into reading it. And it's a very simple story. Not a heck of a lot happens. It does involve a house. Uh, but John Opdyke is just such a wonderful writer with such... Uh, vivid detail in uh, he describes so things there's beautifully. a different story every podcast yeah episode? so every oh. week uh, or it maybe it might even be every month but there was a bunch of them so you'd have time to catch up so uh, there someone uh, someone you know literary name will come on and read a piece of fiction that has been in the new yorker now i think this john updike story was in in 2008 or something like that. So it's not even necessarily current thing. So if you are a New Yorker reader, it's not necessarily something you would see in the magazine currently. Uh, but definitely worth checking it out. Um, I've listened to that and then I'm halfway through another story that I'm really enjoying as well. So I'm just dipping my toe into it, but I think it's pretty great. Uh, and we'll put the link to that in the show notes. Wow, I'm going to check that one out. And I have a crush, but also I wanted to mention while we're talking about crushes is our dear friend Lucy at Crapberry Bush is a fellow um, influencer blogger. I mean, she's got beautiful artwork. I mean, does has she just have some of the most beautiful drawings and paintings? Yeah, she's been blogging for a long time. So her blog is called Crapberry Bush and she is a beautiful artist, um, such delicate detailing it's flowers birds just really charming lovely work right and so she had an instagram account of i think about 140,000 followers and she just got hacked and it's just all gone and so she's having to start over from scratch but uh, and so I wanted to mention her because she's a fabulous account to follow, and it would be helping her out building her account back up. So uh, she's now on there. I think she was Miss Craftberry Bush, but that's the account that got hacked. I think that one's even gone now. So if you look for Craftberry Bush, you'll find her. So you can give her a follow, and you'll have a lot of lusciousness showing up in your feed, and it will be helping somebody out who's had a very unfortunate uh, event happen. And I'm going to throw in my uh, crush. I have an item that I used from for my tea that I had at my house. And you would think that I have all the accoutrement that you would need. But no. I wanted one of those three-tiered um, tea servers. Oh, I always liked those, yeah. Well, right. I had the kind where you put the plates on, but it, I wanted the one where it's just the handles in the center and you can't change out the plates. And I found this really charming pink one. It also comes in turquoise on Amazon. It got here like the next day, and it was just exactly what I wanted. And it was super inexpensive, and I'll include the link to it. Uh, so it was, you know, I don't know, like $25, something like that. It was very inexpensive. You know, the price change was all the time, so... I don't know what it'll be when you get this, but it's it'll be a good price and it comes really quickly. And I I just thought it was so pretty, so yeah, it worked that's out. That's a nice thing well. to have, you know, to to pull out. Yes, I mean, well, and you know, just even if you're having some people over for dinner, if you have some little desserts and you put them on there, they're just so impressive. They're, yeah, they're just they're going to be so impressed. It's going to look so delicious. Just wowing just, them, yeah. Give your yeah, table just, a little height. It's nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of a feast for the eyes because you you enjoyed food with your eyes first and then with your you know tasting it so that makes it just that much more pretty when you're presenting it 
Okay, another thing that we're going to use our eyes for is to answer Rebecca D's question. So Rebecca was listening to our Perfect White episode. We could link that in the show notes too. I'll make a note of that. Um, She is loving the podcast. Thank you, Rebecca. So nice of you. Painting her fireplace, built-ins, and walls. She has a cherry mantle trim and floor that will remain. It's a pretty low light area and she's going for a sort of a cozy creamy look the question is should she use the same white on all the surfaces that would be the fireplace built-ins and walls and if so should she also include the ceiling or do the ceiling in a different white so the question is should all the whites be the same well you really just boiled that down didn't you (laughs) That yes. is my gift. That is your <laughs> gift. And mine is the opposite. That's why we get along. Okay. Yes. That's right, Nita Jean. That's the question. Should all the whites on the fireplace, built-ins, and walls be the same white? And then what about the ceiling? Uh, okay. Well, my thought on this is it that it depends on kind of what you're going for. I've seen houses that have a lot of molding where each molding is done a little different color and it kind of shows off the molding. And well, it can here be... you go. No, listen, the, but the cherry mantle, trim, mm-hmm. and floor are going to remain cherry wood. So we're talking fireplace, built-ins, and walls. Right, right, right. But that's just, I'm, I'm saying this one house had a lot of oh, different trim mm-hmm. that was painted different colors. I'm not saying she's painting them, but, but there's several different surfaces that we're talking about. Right. So I, I'm saying you can do different colors, but my feeling is, I mean, this is my personal approach to life is simplicity is best. And I also think it's very practical. So I would go with the same color for this reason that, uh, you just have one can of extra paint versus, I don't know, three, there's one color to remember Uh, When you pull out the white paint, it's not, is this the right one? Yes, it is, because it's all the same color. And I think a lot of times you have some subtle differences, and they're really not noticed. Or maybe sometimes some of the whites don't play well with the other whites. Ding, ding, there, yes. If you have one with a yellow cast to it and one that's more pure white, the yellow cast is just going to look dirty. So for all of those reasons, I prefer to use all the same color. But, you know, some people choose not to follow that and I think that's fine too but that's what I would do yeah I 100% agree if I was doing all these things white which I did do all these things white in my house I would definitely use the same white paint I don't think it's it's adding anything and in fact the the uh it might be detracting from what you're trying to do exactly what Anita said a lot of the whites don't play well together particularly if you mistakenly do a warm undertoned with a cool undertoned white you're going to be in trouble um so uh, going for cozy in a low light area, I would do a warm undertone white. So Rebecca, um, I'm glad you were listening to that episode. We give a lot of information in that episode about picking the right white and what the undertones, how they play. And um, we give examples of specific examples of colors that you could choose. Uh, where I might change it up a little bit is the sheen. So I may do the fireplace and perhaps the built-ins in a semi-gloss but the same color. And then maybe I would do the walls 
I like a velvet um, because it is a little bit easier to wipe off if you need to, but you could certainly do a, a flat or an eggshell. All different paint companies you know, refer to their sheens a bit differently. Um, so that's what I would definitely suggest. And as far as the ceiling is concerned, I'm not a big fan of sealing white. I think that's kind of like, you know, a little bit, what did you say before? Like giving up? It's kind of like, you know, it's sealing white. Okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But why is that sealing white? And sealing white is going to have, a, I think, a, always a blue cold mm -hmm. undertone. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. that's not going to play nicely. So I would do your ceiling in that room exactly the same color and in the same sheen or finish as you do the walls. Hmm. There you go. So you would do the wall color on the ceiling. Yeah. The white. Oh. Yeah. 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 That sounds great. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. As always, we enjoyed it. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. Thank you.